Chances are your home is the most valuable thing you'll ever buy. And the most valuable thing you'll ever sell, too. Don't make important real estate decisions on your own. Get advice you can trust. Listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800. Here's your host and broker owner, Dan Jemis. Good morning, everyone. It is Mother's Day, beautiful Mother's Day on this uh, Sunday morning. And of course, I've got two of the best looking mothers, aside Aww. from the two that I know. I know three of them very well that, you know, of course, my wife. My mom and my mother-in-law. You can't go, you know, of course. But Aww, then awesome. we've got the top five in my life here. Aw, Dan. Wow. As long as nobody else honored. at the office is listening this morning. We've got Kathy Talbot and Susan <laughs> Riom. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. So what are you doing getting out of bed this morning on, on Mother's Day? Your husbands and children. Well, Kathy's children are a bit older, but your husbands I let you out? I don't know yet what's going to happen. Um, I'll find out, I guess, when I get home. Maybe you'll get back in bed for breakfast in bed when you get home. Oh, that's my right? favorite. That is my. What's yours, Kat? Oh no, that's not my favorite. No. Uh, no, breakfast I in would. Bed? Uh, I would like my husband to join me for breakfast in the gazebo. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah, uh, Brad. Um, he takes a little tray. I've been doing this with him since he was little when he got sick, and he would take like little ramekins, you know, that you eat creme brulee, one of your favorite things, yes. in Dan. And he puts little treats in each one of <gasps> them, and then he comes in and he's yeah, and a little glass of juice or coffee or something, and that's my exciting part of my day. How nice is that? I love <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, and your gazebo, Kath, you can sit in that gazebo, rain or shine. Whether it's snowing mm. or whether whatever it is, it's covered, right? Yeah, it's my favorite spot. Oh, and she's got, Kath has a gorgeous little pond and garden that she works so hard on when she's not selling real estate, right? That's your escape. Yep, for about one hour a week. For about one hour a week. <laughs> That's okay. It's an important hour a week. How long has it been? Uh, you covered it, what, two years now? You completed it, you closed it, and closed it? Yeah, we built the gazebo. This will be the third summer. Oh. It is Best pretty thing spectacular. I ever did. Oh, yeah, no doubt. See, it just proves, right? Like, um, people are making their, not obviously their home is their oasis, but the backyard too. We go back to, uh, when was it, Kath? E it was Easter. We were all there. So, people don't, not everyone knows that Kath and I are related through marriage. So, sorry, Dan. Yes. <laughs> I, well, really. <laughs> sorry, Kath, really. But, uh, yeah, so my wife, Nikki, is Kath's niece. So, we get together for all the holidays and everything. We have the whole family together. And so for Easter, we were all at Cath's. And of course, there's six million grandchildren now that, you know, all the parents and grandparents have. And, um, and so at Cath's, you know, she's got property, she's got this gazebo and this garden. And in the garden, there's a pond. Well, of course, all of our kids, all the kids like to go and chase the poor frogs and toads and everything <laughs> else in the pond. You know, and Kath, last, uh, this, this past Easter, actually, what, the kids must have been playing with those poor frogs for how long? Like a couple hours at least? Yeah, they, they were out there for quite a while. That's the first year that they've done that. They're just getting to the age now, you know, yes. your little kids and everybody's little kids to enjoy that. And I think my poor frogs went into, went into hibernation <laughs> again. They hid for two days. I couldn't find them. I couldn't hear them. Oh. They thought, no kids come back. I'm out of here. They would get the frog to well, pass it around, throw it around, I hold it around. I think one of, yeah, I think Olivier and Sebastien, your sons, probably yeah. took a few home in their pockets. Oh. Yeah, it Nikki would not surprise me. check the wash me. machine. <laughs> oh, that's why I couldn't <laughs> find some of them. <laughs> And as we were leaving that night, you could still hear them all in the, in the uh, pond. I said, Kath, look, at least they're still alive, right? 
There's probably a couple floating in there. But yeah, wasn't that cute? Your son said, uh, "KK, yeah. maybe the frogs will be really quiet now tonight." They sure will. They weren't. Yeah, I know they weren't. Yeah, <laughs> all tired out. You could tell I saw the kids coming. They go swim away. Like, yeah. oh yeah, get out of here quick. The kids That's are like coming. It's like you do the in the office when Kath and I come in. See, <laughs> quick hide. <Everybody> scatters. Hide. <laughs> oh my gosh! And of course, Sue this week brings in the most oh. delicious crepe. Oh, it's like thanks, it was like a crepe. Dan. Cake. Yes. It was deli- What was it? Cake. It was delicious. I know. Well, it means that he. Um, it was just as close to for you, right? You, you've heard of crab cake. This was a crepe cake. Yeah. yeah. Well, what you was know, it? We were in the Dominican uh, for uh, in February on vacation, and every morning um, at the breakfast buffet, they had these crepes, and they were chicken crepes. And then naturally, asparagus is in season right now. Sure. So um, I just I don't know. I love to cook. I'm in a cooking club for like ten years with my best peeps, and I had this creation in my mind. I thought, well, I should put some chicken and some asparagus together, and um, I was feeding Bradley crepes in the morning. So I just put the stuff together and put some cheese on it and baked it in the oven and brought it in for our meeting oh. on uh, Wednesday. And you bring anything to the Dan Gemma's team office and it's gone within like seconds, right? It's great. Everyone, you guys everyone eat hoovers anything. around. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. We're not picky. Something in the back of the fridge has been there for two weeks. Oh, I'll just oh, bring no. it in. We have clients <laughs> that will bring us little treats as thank yous. And next thing you know, that everyone congregates. It's like, oh, what's this? And seconds later, it's gone. Yes. You, did you get any cookies yesterday? By the, I, I mean, any cookies on mm. Tuesday, by the way? No, mm. I don't think so. Uh-huh. Sue Oops. brought these fabulous cookies. What? And I got to nibble one to just taste it. And by the time I got to the office, there wasn't a cookie left. What? I, I, what happened to them all? Well, I put them, I kind of bought them for Sean. To oh. What? Yeah. Pre- preference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Well, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll bring something in maybe next week. Now we know where her, her you know, just lies. Yeah. yeah. Sheesh. Well then, you know where that goes. Always fun times at the Dan Jemis office. Yeah, actually, Sean's the baker in the office. He is the baker. He really is. Yeah, yeah. For all the birthdays, he comes up with some uh, amazing treat and. Well, I was feeling kind of like I haven't brought anything into the office recently, and John's always bringing stuff in, and I thought, oh, you know what, I can kick it up a notch. So that was what (laughs) I did. That's what I did. We should start a competition, Kath. Eh, between Sean and Sue. Oh, I was going to say, if it's just between those two, that's okay. okay. Don't get me involved. No, I know. (laughs) Well, it's only if I have time. It's only if I have I time. know. You guys oh are all well. busy selling houses. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have lots to talk about on the show today. Um, some real estate related, others not so much, but who cares? It's our show. Whatever. Um, so we've got some home fixes you should complete before selling. Some stuff that you should be doing before before putting your house up on the market. And we've got, you know, the not so real estate related. Um, we'll find an angle somehow, somewhere. Seven Canadian snacks you can't get in the U.S. Oh, that'll be fine. And why? Okay, I'm excited. So, you know, well, we all have houses, and in houses there are snacks. That's our real estate show mm-hmm. related. That's how we get, we're going to make this topic kind of relate to the show. Bringing it oh, back. Okay. Okay. So we've all got real estate. We've all got homes that we're renting or living in, and in those homes there are snacks. So we'll tell you the seven Canadian snacks you cannot get in the U.S. and the backstory on why. Nikki hides snacks on you, doesn't oh, she? Oh, she has to. Well, I know. I yeah. And actually your wife at work does too. I know, Lisa. I yeah. know. <laughs> it was really cute this week. Actually, I had some little chocolate ball things on my counter behind my desk. And Dan came over to say hi. And I said, yes. oh, do you want a piece of chocolate? And he goes, no, no, no. Oh, uh, uh, what What do you have? <laughs> oh, okay. He was not hard to convince. I try so hard. I have the world's worst sweet tooth. Yeah. Honestly, it couldn't get worse than mine. And if something is there, you just, you know. 
So I have moments where I'll last like a day. Okay, I'm going to cut back on sugar because it's really horrible for you. And then I do it for, you know, a day or two. And I'm like, you know what? The heck with this. You were good for a good couple of weeks because um, I'd stopped at Tim Hortons for the radio show. And I normally you like orange juice. Yes. And you didn't, you like I know. said no thank you and took it home for the kids. Because you, you can, you go through a detox where right. you stop craving it. Yep. But then you have a weak moment. It's very And you're weird. done for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know, and we try so hard. We struggle, as everybody knows, in real estate, trying to eat healthy. I That's know, it's the tough. constant struggle. I know. Kath, I'm really impressed, though, because you always bring a lunch yes. um, a lunch in your lunch pail. You have, like, olives. Um, let's see, like yesterday nice when I went things. in your car and checked, what did I have yesterday <laughs> for lunch? Um, She's like, so have, like, um, like uh, hummus and, and pitas and chicken and... Like, well, not all the time, really? but thanks for making it sound good. Everybody at the uh, at the office laughs at me because my lunch bag is like, um, it's, it's a, a little, it's a suitcase. suitcase yeah. <laughs> Dead weight, man. It's you have to. 15 pounds. But you have to take time mm-hmm. to make those things, and that's just one thing. Where if we have leftovers at night, that's what I bring the next day is leftovers. Mm-hmm. But I never, because I'm usually at the office by 5 a.m. in the morning. I get up, I try to sneak out of the house, not to wake up the kids. Yeah. But otherwise, I have to pack my lunch at night the night before. If it's not leftovers, I'm done for. I give up. See, I don't bring a lunch. What, Kat? That's, that's where I'm, I, no, I fall I short. Know. I fall short on that. We have to. Yeah, okay. well, if I don't bring a lunch, guess what? You starve, and she gets I cranky. Get I get junk. Yeah, yeah I hear Kathy. You get junk, and, and Kathy cubicle. gets cranky. Yes. I'm hungry! Yeah. When Kathy <laughs> gets cranky and hungry, she gets hangry, as they call it. Oh, yeah. Hangry. Yeah. It is not good. Yeah. I've left a grocery store. I've fly. left a cart in the middle of um, a store because I was hungry and I had to go. But I was pregnant then. <laughs> Tim said, you're not really leaving it there. I said, we're leaving now. <laughs> now. So then we go to the restaurant and the, and the uh, waiter, I'm, I was like seven months pregnant or something. And the waiter says, oh, can I bring you something? I, and I said, you know, I need a bread basket now. I'm hungry now. Can you see me now? <laughs> so everybody thinks, you know, I, I do have my moments, but I'm not always that nice of a person. Well, I've never seen that side of you, Sue. <laughs> what? Oh, thank you, precious. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, well. So anyways. <sighs> oh, bringing it back. Let's bringing it bring back. It back. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is, it's a real we? estate show again, right? That's right. <laughs> Hello. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, no. I, you know what? Let's, let's do this. Let's take a break. Okay. Um, because we do that. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about, let's do some, uh, some home fixes. Okay. Some things that you should be fixing up in your home before you put it up for sale, or quite frankly, at any point. Yep. You know? How do you sort through them? What happens mm-hmm. is we all get comfortable in our houses, right, right. ladies? And we just let things kind of go. Yeah. Or it's like, you know what, you move in, you're like, you know what, I'll take care of that, you know, quickly. And then a month goes by, and then six months goes by, a year goes by, 10 years goes by, 20 <laughs> years goes by. As a matter of fact, most fixes don't get done yes. until people are ready to sell. That's exactly it, That's right? True. It's like have company, clean the house. Yes. Isn't that the truth? So we'll talk about that, and it's that it's when you move in and you've got po- uh, boxes that you haven't unpacked, like us, <gasps> in five years. Okay, oh, what's no. in those boxes? I'm sure we can just pitch them in the garbage because we're not going to miss it. That's true. Right? Well, I would give it to St. Let's not say Vincent. De Palma. Yeah, give it to whoever. Give it to charity. It now? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. You know, give it to charity. Mm-hmm. But we've all been there too. So let's come back. We're going to talk about those things that you should fix before selling. Later on in the show, we're going to have seven Canadian snacks you cannot get in the U.S. and the backstory on why. I, I found it, uh, it was actually an article that I found online this week. Okay. It's actually pretty fascinating. And a bit later on, our media department is hard at work this week. 
So Andrew and Jacob have been hard at work, and next thing you know, they call me. They're all excited. Dan, you got to come look at this. It's funny. You know, you're going to like it. I'm like, okay, what is it? I go up, and they have made a parody of a movie that's coming out soon. Um, uh, one, of this, one of Stephen King's movies, It. Oh. You know, the creepy clown oh, story? Oh, I read that book. You did? Yes. So he's got a, a movie coming out, um, and there's the trailers that have been online, right. circulating online, millions of views, and they've made a parody of this of this video. We'll tell you mm. about it. It is so funny. We laughed at the office. So we'll tell you about that a bit later on in the show. Okay. That and lots more. We have lots of listings coming up, too. We'll tell you about those. We can go on forever. Lots, yep. lots more coming up right here on the Dan Gemis Real Estate Show. Buying, selling, financing. Don't go it on your own. Get help from the team. The Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. This is the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM 800, Sunday mornings, 7 till 8. Welcome back to the show in studio with me on this Mother's Day. And they got up uh, out of bed for us, which really you ladies should have slept in this Mother's Day. Now you right? tell us. Now I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, it's fine. I'm sure no. we could have found, you know, Andrew and Sean to come and do the show today. But no, it's okay. We all have wives and they were smart and they stayed home. Mm-hmm. Unlike me. Uh, so <laughs> I'll deal with the re- re- repercussions later. But uh, yeah, Susan Reum, Kathy Talbot, sales rep with the uh, Dan uh, Jemis uh, real estate team in the studio with us this morning. And we're just about to talk about some home fixes that you really should do um, prior to selling. So you know, the market's been great right now, uh, you know, but that being said, you should still fix your house up to get as much money as possible mm-hmm. for your place. Right, ladies? And we get that question all the time, and mm-hmm. that's why it's so good, right, Kat, to have us brought in early on because you don't want to be spending money um, that is not going to give you a return. Yes. Um, or is, it's not going to improve, even just overall improve. Yep. That's exactly it. So let's go through some of this list. Now, they're just they're just basic points. I'm not going to you know read the spiels like I normally do. Let's just discuss. Okay? Perfect. So uh, some, some home fixes you should complete before selling. Number one on their list is structural and mechanical. So all the big stuff, your furnace, your AC, your roof, that kind of thing. What are your thoughts? It's important, obviously. Buyers are looking for, for the big ticket items to be taken care of, right? Well, definitely structural. If there's something going on, that can be, in my opinion, can be the uh, one thing that would definitely scare a buyer off. If they have to replace a furnace or an AC, if they love everything about the house, that, you know, that could be overlooked. What do you think, Kath? Oh, yeah. The big ticket items are always the always the major issues and and the house can look pretty yes and people can walk in and go oh wow and then you get down to the nitty-gritty and mm-hmm. it's a different story so it can make or break a deal big time you know I'm noticing on their list here they mention hot water tanks now typically in Windsor Essex the majority of people are renting their hot water tanks um, and some people rent furnaces and ACs how do we feel about that as realtors ladies it actually uh, can be a deal breaker for mm-hmm. a lot yes. of people. Um, it's a very, very small percentage of people that are willing to assume a furnace or an AC rental. Yep. For example, I heard a client um, came in um, and they got a, they had a rental property, so it was fine because they could use it as a tax write-off potentially. Yep. Yep. Um, $100 a month um, or uh, for seven years um, or the payout on it was 7000 Yep. So that is not very attractive if you're a no. buyer and yeah, and you're occupying the home. No, and you're expe- you're paying you're paying for that house. You're expecting it to have a furnace and AC, right? So yeah, you know. And, and Kath, you've dealt with that over the years as well, quite a bit, haven't you? Oh, lots of times. Yeah, yeah, lots of times. And I think most buyers, if they will still want to proceed with the house, 
we'll ask the seller to pay it out, yep. pay it out on closing. So you better be prepared for that big bill yep. to come off your purchase price. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, next on the list of things you should work on uh, prior to selling is the exterior. So obviously curb appeal is important, mm-hmm. right? It's the first thing that we notice, you know, as realtors and anyone in the market looking to buy property. Yep. Either, you know, I always tell my clients when we do our market education, when you drive up to a home, you're going to say one of two things. Oh, this is so awesome that I can't wait to see inside or God love us. I hope it's better on the inside than the outside. So what do you want to be as a seller? Isn't it true that within seconds of opening the front door, we get a feeling, Mm -hmm. right? Within seconds. Like you open the front door and you either, you can feel your buyers and they either have a... Ooh, or yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, feeling, right? Yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah. Next up on the list, uh, landscaping. So again, very important, mm-hmm. right? Well, and I think it can kind of, yeah, it looks pretty, but if you're a minimalist or mm-hmm. like say a single guy, yep. um, it could represent, oh God, this is going to be a lot of work yes. and it could be a turnoff. So keeping it clean is probably the best thing. Um, you know, making sure that um, you've got your weed whacker out there and having the grass cut, Um and even in the winter, in all fairness, making sure that the sidewalk is clear. Yes. That's horrible. Yep. Like when you can't get access to the house, you're, they're already discouraged. Yep, no doubt. Uh, next, Kath, uh, cosmetics. So they're talking about dings and dents in the walls and the doors and that kind of thing. Um, knobs that are loose, right? Because everyone's touching the doorknobs as they're walking in and out of rooms, right? Make sure you get those fixed up. Yeah, all those little things that you might not think about because, again, like you said, you live with it, so you overlook it. But I find a buyer's eye is drawn to that. Yes. You know, if you've got a really nice gray wall or whatever and there's this white chip, Mm -hmm. it might not even be a big chip, but Mm -hmm. right away you pick it up. And then you start thinking, oh, I got to start touching this up and touching that up. It adds up. Yeah. Right? All those little tiny things, if there's a whole bunch of them. And the buyer's mind is like, okay, this is this is adding up. And they think, what kind of other neglect has the home gotten, yep. right? So, uh, yeah, exactly, questions. Okay. Uh, next on the list is the kitchen. Now, again, we've always talked about on the show that the kitchen and baths are the... Uh, actually, I'm, I'm going to talk about five and six. Kitchen and baths are the two biggest areas, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and they represent the biggest cost to a, a yep. new kitchen, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 easily. Right. So it uh, can be very scary. And everyone commutes, um, gathers around in the kitchen. Yeah. Right. Yep. Last on the list is floors. So, again, it's a big thing that buyers mm-hmm. are noticing. Uh, you know, if the, does the carpet need to be stretched out? Uh, is there scratches on the hardwood or the laminate, et cetera, et cetera? Yep, um, for sure. And new flooring, um, it's a good investment. Um, it isn't a small ticket item, but that is definitely a good investment to have, especially if it's really bad or in poor taste. Oftentimes I'll get sellers that say, well, you know what, I'm going to leave it because I want them to have their own personal preference. Well, you know what, um, it's case by case on that because some of them are in such poor condition that yep. you could really inhibit uh, the n- number of offers and the quality of offers yep, that come no in. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, so there you go. So those are things you should be working on before selling your house. We're going to take a news break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a couple different things. Number one, seven snacks, Canadian snacks, that you can't get in the U.S. and the reason why. So, you know, is that real estate related? No, not really. But like I said in a prior segment, we all have houses. And in our houses, which is real estate related, we have snacks. We snack. So that's how we're going to relate to the store on the show. It's a little bit of a stretch, Dan, Whatever. but we'll allow it. It's our show. Uh, <laughs> and then we're also going to talk about uh, some exciting stuff that uh, the Dan Gemis uh, Media Department has been up to uh, this week uh, and uh, lots more. Okay, right here. Uh, yeah, news is up next right here on the Dan Gemis Real Estate Show. 
the answers to your real estate questions. You get their honest answers. Faster than you can even think of them. Basically, it's information and it affects your life. More with broker owner Dan Jemis, host of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800. Welcome back to the show on this Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there listening. Uh, and hopefully you're laying in bed with breakfast being served to you by your, you know, children and husbands and whatever else. I, you know, I, breakfast in bed's always been a funny thing because really you're getting crumbs everywhere. I right? know. But it's cute. The kids yeah. love doing it and it's, you know, let them, let them. Yeah, let them have, have their, their moment because really right? it's about them, right? Exactly. That's well, it. Is yeah, it? Wait I, a second. Sorry. Say it again, Sue. Who is it about? The kids. The kids. Oh. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it teaches them yes, to respect does. the mom. Yes, and that agreed. is fabulous. No doubt. That's great. So happy Mother's Day to all of you out there listening. Uh, and now we're going to have a little bit of fun because, you know, we're known to have a little bit of fun oh, yeah. here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. So uh, I found this article. Uh, it's seven Canadian snacks you can't get in the U.S., and a backstory on why. And again, this has nothing to do with real estate, but who cares? Because whatever, it's Mother's Day. It's my excuse right now. Have you don't ex- need an excuse, uh, Dan. It's your show. Uh, whatever. <laughs> exactly. So get this. So I want you guys, because some of these I know just from talking with friends that you cannot get these in the States. Um, but I didn't really know the backstory. So let's see if uh, if we can hmm. you know, kind of see what we can find here. Number one, ketchup chips. Oh. Did you know you can't find ketchup chips in the I States? I forgot that's your favorite chip. I yes. haven't bought you any in a long time. I know. Time. <gasps> What's up I'll with that? I'll correct that. I don't like sweets. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yes, ketchup chips. So, the ketchup chick, chip, not chick, I guess chicks, uh, has quite a complicated history. Invented in the, in the 70s, the ketchup chip came to be when Hostess, now Lay's, rolled the dice on a line of fruit-flavored chips like orange and grape. Since you've never even heard of grape chips before, you can imagine how it went. But their final experiment, a tomato-flavored, uh, tomato-based flavor, uh, has woven itself into our culture, a cultural fabric. Of course, they've tried to uh, emulate this south of the border. Nothing sounds more American than putting ketchup on everything, just like culinary master Honey Boo Boo about her skeddy. I don't know who, I don't know honey. Oh, the old honey boo-boo. That's a whole other topic. But the attempts have either been limited in circulation or discontinued entirely. Clearly, this means that American citizens do not have a distinguished enough palate for such a gourmet offering. Oh, boy. Do you guys like ketchup chips? I think they could be taken off the planet, actually. Really? Oh, I love ketchup chips. I'm not a big chip fanatic, but men love ketchup chips. Yeah, my boys do. And Kath, you love ketchup. You, You love chips as a whole, but you like just plain chips. And barbecue chips. And barbecue, And sour yeah. cream and onion chips. Okay. Do you a like dill little pickle? bit salt and vinegar, dill pickle, and ketchup. Oh, I like we love dill, yeah. dill pickle. Like Dan dill. and I like yeah. dill pickle. Oh. I like the only way I like plain uh, chips is if I have some yummy ranch dip to dip. Oh. Really? Yes. I don't like the dip or on no, the ra- chip. Is it ranch? Yeah, like whatever. Sour cream whatever, and onion. Sour cream and onion. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Not ranch. <laughs> no, but, it's okay. No, my sister. Used <laughs> or ketchup. To eat it. I dip them in ketchup. Could you imagine? No, oh. that'd be gross. But uh, <laughs> there goes breakfast in bed. All the mothers are like, "No, I'm not hungry anymore." But yeah, chips. I you know. Oh, yeah. Nick and I cannot eat them near each other because we both have that, oh, was it yeah. mesophonia, where mesophonia. you cannot hear someone else chew? You have a tusu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? It drives That's me crazy. That's actually a thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'll send it to you. Oh, no. We can, I cannot stand the sound of someone chewing. Me I either. I stand it. Neither can Nick. Yeah. So we will literally yell at each other and like walk away from each other during dinner or whatever. We'll turn the radio you on. Know, if we're all eating at the same time, we kind of get over it. We just kind of... 
we have music in the up. background, we kind yeah. of suck it up. Yeah, yeah. But if it's just, you know, Nick and I sitting there or someone else sitting there quietly and someone's chewing, I want to rip my ears off my face. Me too. It drives me crazy. <laughs> drives me crazy. And there's certain foods that they eat that are worse than others. Uh, you know, that drive, yeah, yeah. Like, carrots uh, like spaghetti. Or- Oh yeah, slurping. Oh, that's true. If I crunch a carrot oh. in the same room as my husband, oh. he has a fit. My grandmother used to eat celery <laughs> on the phone with me. Oh. Stop! I'm serious. But that's when you could set the phone down and come back. Now oh it's different. Oh my gosh! Right? Somebody might okay. be calling. <laughs> so here we are, still talking about real estate. Uh, so let's go back. Seven Canadian snacks you can't get in the U.S. and why? So next up, Smarties. Really? Oh. You can't get you cannot get Smarties in the U.S. We'll uh, never know mm. if Americans eat the red ones last because Smarties are Canuck-centered chocolate. Okay. It's not that Nestle won't sell Smarties in the U.S. Uh, it's that they can't. What? what? If you ask for Smarties in the States, you'll get a tablet candy more similar to what we know as Rockets. Oh. That's because there's already a Smarties company in America, which is known for just that. Furthermore, with Nestle Canada being a sub uh, sub. Subsidiary Subsidiary? (laughs) (laughs) of the UK, Nestle, there is a British version of Smarties Mm -hmm. that, while very similar, has some distinctive differences. Now, Andrew's in studio with us today. Andrew, there's Smarties in the UK? Yeah, Andrew brings I have all of my own things to chip in with this conversation because there's a whole lot of English snacks that everyone in the universe is missing out on uh, in Canada and the US. But Smarties in England, okay, so the first thing about Smarties in England is the packages are way smaller. They're about a third of the size. They have a a plastic cap on the lid, which you used to be able to squeeze and you could fire them at people. Okay, well, that's a plus. And under every cap of a Smartie uh, tube is a letter. And you used to be able to, like, collect the alphabet. Wow. That's cool. So you can teach your children the alphabet while you ruin their teeth. (laughs) And teach them how to count as well. Wow. Because the English have a hard time spelling and counting. So it's their way. (laughs) They're funny. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Andrew. What else is is missing, Andrew? Well, wait. Wait till till the end of our list. Wait till the end of our list. Because you never know. You know what? We might need to do another segment just for this. Just for for Andrew's. For the English. For the English. For our, our friends, Rita and Carl. Yes, right? from yep. uh, from Blimey's, which they have a wonderful product line of chocolate. Yes, that's a whole other thing. And other itself. things, which really surprised me. And speaking Cadbury. of that, I never heard of half of of the food there, like well, from Britain. Okay, hmm. okay. so okay. Let's okay. Keep we're going. getting off track. We're off track. Like yep. we, we never do okay. that, but this you know for once we we're off track. We never do that. Uh, we'll bring it back. Seven Canadian snacks you cannot get in the U.S. and the backstory and why. Next up, Kinder Surprise. Oh. Okay, so this isn't a Canadian original. The Kinder Surprise is an Italian creation by Ferrero. But this oh, irresistible right. egg with a prize inside yeah. quickly became an, an honorary Canadian treat. So mm-hmm. why isn't Snack Surprise available in the States? A country that was founded on the Cracker Jack because it's banned. Huh. In the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, foods containing uh, inedible items inside them, like toys, are outlawed due to the potential choking hazards it presents. Oh, So they're not... I, I, okay. We have we have American listeners, so yeah. I'll, I'll be polite. But yeah. they don't realize there's toys in them there and chew on them. I know I they're missing know. out. But <laughs> and if you think this law is too old to possibly be enforced, U.S. border guards have been known to confiscate Kinder Surprise because they give them to their kids. Uh, mm. Kinder Surprise, <laughs> <Kinder> Surprise <laughs> eggs. They have more important things to look for no than kidding. a Kinder egg. No kidding. Okay, next of the uh, Canadian snacks you cannot get in the U.S. and why? The okay, how do you pronounce this? Joe Lewis. 
Okay. Some I've heard I've heard some people call them Joe Louis. No. Joe Louis. I I've always called him Joe Louis too, but some people maybe call him Joe Louis. Like maybe it's eight depend what era you grew up in. But it's you the know the Joe, Joe Louis or you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So that's next. Need a little more chocolate? Behold a Canadian classic. Many regard the Joe Louis as Canada's hand cake answer to the American ding dong. But mm-hmm. they've all they've they've got it all wrong. The Joe Louis actually predates the '60s uh, invented ding dong. The Quebec-based uh, Vachon company, oh, that's a whole other treat right there. Um, <laughs> company invented uh, the Joe Louis in 1932. The Joe Louis uh, name has also caused a bit of a misunderstanding. The pronunciation, oh, here we go, of Joe uh, J O S as Joe um, has created the assumption. That the snack was named after legendary American boxer Joe Lewis. Yes. Oh. When actually it's named in honor of the Vachon sons, mm-hmm. Joe and Louis. Mm-hmm. Wait. Okay. So I, wait. I was just gonna say. Is it so Louis or Lewis? That's very interesting. Oh my goodness. Joe Louis doesn't sound right. No, a Joe Lewis. Maybe it could be Lewis. I don't know. And take a close look inside the snack. <laughs> That's right. Joe Lewis was uh, was red velvet before red velvet was cool. Huh. Take that. Have you ever had one of those, Andrew? No, he has not. I haven't had one in no, I don't even 50 know what years. I don't even know what they are. Well, I'll bring one in. for. I'll bring a box and actually get them at the, at the grocery store. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we'll you let you try them. But knowing Andrew, he's going to say it's not as good as, as the British stuff. Okay. Next up, coffee crisp. Oh, I love Oh, I've heard oh, this. Coffee right. crisp. Yep. Oh. I could eat coffee crisp all day. This is another concept you'd swear was a south of the border invention, a coffee-flavored chocolate bar. And I hate coffee. Go figure. I know. I hate coffee. Uh, it's, but it's actually a Canadian a variation on a British treat. Here we go again. Oh, there you go. Originating from uh, Roundtree's Wafer Crisp. Oh, Andrew's shaking his head, which itself has also morphed into the Kit Kat. Mm. It was a Canadian variation that was popular enough to last when Nestle took over the company. The bar has been courted by Americans... Uh, uh, an online petition took six years to bring the crisp to the U.S. through the marketing and distribution. Oh, wait. Though the marketing and distribution was discontinued in 2009. Really? So it's only Canadians that like their coffee crisp. Do you have anything huh. to say about the coffee crisp in, uh, in the U.K.? Uh, I have opinions on coffee and mint and orange-flavored chocolate, okay. which cannot be aired on a Sunday morning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, now this one I'm not familiar with. Uh, Big Turk. You guys oh, familiar with that? that was awful. Yes, Kathy knows it. No, no? I never paid it. I I've was never, never oh, a candy person. You don't know that one? It's Nestle. It's gummy covered in chocolate. Oh, Jacob says it's, gu- it's gummy covered in chocolate. Yeah, Sounds it's disgusting. gross. You know uh, what? If you ever got those in your, I shouldn't say that. There probably are some people that really like them. It was a complete love hate. There was absolutely zero tolerance. Speaking yep. of Nestle, they have, it seems like Nestle is everything here. They have another bar whose taste is even more unique. The Big Turk is a retro-looking Canadian original, a thin layer of chocolate covered, uh, covering a pink Turkish delight. Yep. Huh. If you're wondering uh, what Turkish delight even is, it's a sugary, starchy mixture that creates a hard gel-like treat. Sounds healthy. Never sold in America, the Big Turk also holds a statistic over its Canadian counterparts. A 60-gram bar only contains... 3.5 grams of fat. Okay. Huh. Interesting. So That's they like, do still make those then. You, you can still. Sounds oh, like it. I never see it. Next on the seven Canadian snacks you cannot get in the U.S. And the backstory on why. Next, pink cream soda. Oh. If you're getting a little thirsty, prepare to drink in this odd Canadian conspiracy. Conspiracy. 
Now, yes, cream soda is sold all over the world, but what color is it? If you said reddish pink in a pink bottle or can, then you're Canadian. For some yet unanswered reason, cream soda only seems to be uh, this color in Canada. Crush, one of the top cream soda producers, has a wholly American history founded in California in 1916 after creating their most famous orange crush soda, which led them to host uh, to a host of other flavors. However, it's only in Canada that their pink cream soda is sold, with zero public explanation on this national phenomenon. It's delicious, really. Do you drink it, Dan? Uh, no. I'm no. not a big pop. Well, drinker. I don't. I'm not either. But or it's, soda, whatever you. If call somebody it. puts a glass, it's not. It's not bad. I, yeah. I don't know. It's good. Uh, next on the list, Nanaimo bars. Oh, I don't know. I find them too pasty, like from the they icing suck. sugar. Well, they, they can be yummy. Pasty. pasty. Yeah, what? They're like gritty or something. No. What? Hey, don't mock they're, my sophisticated. Are you familiar palette? with the Nanaimo bar? I don't. They're care for so the Nanaimo. rich and good. While many of the snacks, this is the last on the list here. While many of the snacks on this list have roots elsewhere, the Nanaimo bar is a Canadian treat born and bred. Uh, though its origins are not quite clear, maybe it's Windsor, you know, Windsor, Ontario. Nanaimo. Uh, the BC. Cla- <laughs> Nanaimo, BC. Hello. The classic recipe a layered sandwich of wafer crumb, custard, and melted chocolate squares, wait, first appeared in BC in the <laughs> 1950s. Though uh-huh. the city of Nanaimo has claimed it as its own. There have been uh, name variations, the New York Bar, the London Fog, but Nanaimo has held strong in its namesake. The city's website has the quintessential award-winning recipe and offers a self-guided tour where you can taste many of the variations and celebrate the chocolatey history of Canada. How would you like to go there, Dan, in that oh, factory? I'd l- oh, my gosh. You wouldn't <laughs> get me out of the factory. Wow. I want to I go see Willy Wonka. That's what I want to go oh. see. Oh, my gosh. Where is that? Do you know where it's at? In the movies? <laughs> No, I thought you meant that there was a factory, like somebody had actually taken it from the movie. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Huh. We'll have to look at that. If there is, I want to be there with the ch- in the Chocolate Rivers. That does sound and delightful. That'd be awesome. Mm. Little Oompa Loompas. Yeah. Oompa Loompa. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. There's the seven Canadian sh- snacks, treats you cannot get in the U.S. And the backstory on why. Andrew, what are we missing? Where to start? <sighs> There's so many things that the ca- uh, Canadians and Americans are missing out on. Um, you just have to go to Blimey's. That's where all your dreams can come true. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But yeah, there's lots of things that you can't get in Canada that I just assumed you could. Like big brands, like things that, like Nestle and Kellogg's that you can get in the UK that you can't get here. There's oh. all kinds of different cereal. What do you stock up on? Like what, when you go to Blimey's, what's the first thing in your, in your grocery bag or in your cart or whatever? I would say... It's that drink. It's the orange drink. drink. There's yep. an orange drink. But they also do another drink, which is... At, this is something else I've never seen in Canada. Blackcurrant flavoured drinks. Mm. So you can get those in England as well. That's quite popular. Um, cookies. Good cookies. Oh, I love British cookies. cookies. Uh, why haven't you bring, brought us some English cookies? Yes. Because they never make it as they far never as the make office. It. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> drive. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. You know, the good old Dan Gemma's team likes talking about treats. So yep. there's your uh, Canadian snacks you cannot get in the U.S. And apparently the, the English snacks you can get in Canada because you can go to Blimey's and Harrow. Yep. Go talk to Rita and Carl. They're... Uh, Great friends of the Dan Gemma's team, so go check them out. Okay, so when we come back, let's talk about this fun little project that uh, our media department's been all about, and uh, we'll tell you about that, okay? Lots more to come right here on the Dan Gemma's Real Estate Show. If you're buying, if you're selling, if you're not quite sure what you're doing, do it with Dan Gemma's and his team. Find them at dangemis.com. Back to the Dan Gemma's Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800 CKLW, the information station. 
Welcome back to the show. Susan Riem, uh, Kathy Talbot, Andrew Paper in studio with us today. Um, now, Andrew uh, and Jacob in our office have been, you know, tucked away upstairs in the media department. And all of a sudden, they get a phone call and said, Andrew said, Dan, get up here quickly. We want to show you something. It's funny. It's okay. So I wander up the stairs, and Andrew and Jacob show me. What, what do you guys show me, Andrew? Okay. Well, we've been trying to come up with an idea just to have, just do like a fun little video. And I don't know how we even decided to, to come up with this. Um, but anyone who is familiar with the movie It, Stephen King movie, uh, they're remaking... It's extremely it. creepy. It's, it has clowns in it, so it's incredibly creepy. Um, they're doing a remake of it. So all the trailers are out right now. They're all over YouTube. Um, so we thought it would be fun to replace the clown in certain parts of the trailer with Dan. <laughs> what a great idea. What are you trying to say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can look into that a little bit further. Uh, so we just we kind of ran with that, and we played around with a few different ideas, and and then um, yeah, we decided to uh, to. Well, I think the original clip was like two minutes and thirty seconds, and we kind of dropped it down to a minute. Um, but yeah, it's our own little parody of um, of it. So people can find it uh, online right now on Facebook. That's right. Just go to our Facebook page, um, facebook.com forward slash Dan Jemis team, and you can see it's right at the top of the page, and you can you can watch it for yourselves. Too funny. We we released it uh, earlier this week, and uh, yeah, people are thinking it's the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, at our expense, but it's funny. It's hilarious. They did a good job. Yeah, with it's it. not really scary. Well, no. it depends on your perception, <laughs> right? Right, Kath. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, good job with that. Um, yeah, check it out. Make sure you have a look uh, on Facebook on our team page uh, on all of our personal pages. It's there as well. It's uh, check it out. It's they did a great job with it. So, looking forward to what they come up with. In the future, in our uh, Dan James team yes. media department, this boy could oh be boy, the start of something big. I think so. Uh, do we have listings we want to mention, ladies, before we uh, wrap up the show? Yes, we certainly <clears throat> do. If you're looking for a condo, a spectacular view condo yes. at 9099 Riverside Drive East. Mm-hmm. We just listed that. It's just a one bedroom. It's just under 900 square feet, but it's tidy and adorable. And the nice thing about this one, which does not come along in that building very often, is it has two balconies, not one. Yes. So you can look west up the river towards town, uh, towards the city, which is so pretty, especially at night. And they also have a big balcony facing north across to the Yacht Club. And you can see up to Lake St. Clair there. So the views views. are just, just awesome. Cool. Uh, Anything else coming up? Oh, yeah. Um, I've got that awesome listing at 4041 County Road 18 in Amherstburg. You know, that beautiful two-story on a rolling four acres. Yes. uh, Four bedrooms, uh, two and a half bath. Um, Just just exquisite. And it's our um, home stager, Monica's listing. So um, it shows beautifully. Um, And I have a great listing um, up on 599 Gold Coast on Boblo. And you know how we love Boblo there and the quality of life there. So uh, wonderful uh, two-story semi-home, four bedroom, uh, three bath, walk-in closet at fireplaces uh, not to be missed and a great price at 370 how exciting we have an awesome lakefront very hard to describe actually it's at a dead end street on levergood which is erie view beach yeah and they're at the very west tip of the street and the views to the sunset are indescribable and there's sandy beach probably almost a half a kilometer of sandy beach right beside the house all the way over to the west and wooded area behind that. So very, very unique. 
uh, totally rebuilt, redone house top to bottom. And the lake views, again, like I said, are just indescribable. So call us about that one. And that's right by Sprucewood Winery. So if you're trying to get your uh, your bearings, uh, your bearings yeah. there. Um, so, yeah, great location. Great location. And you're near the wineries. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I know. So you can, you can actually walk right down Good to stuff. the winery. It's great. I have one more, Dan. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I have a great student rental on McEwen in Windsor. Uh, really nice house. A brick house with a private drive, a fenced yard, and it's got six bedrooms and two bathrooms. Hardwood floors, all appliances included, and you can walk to the university. So that's a really good one for the investors out there. Fantastic. Is that it, Sue? Oh, yes. Oh. I just don't want to forget my <laughs> shout-out when I'm shout allowed. Out. Okay, okay. I want to say good morning to Louis Kovacs. Uh, Louis is, is a great guy, um, and he's uh, sold his condo, and um, just wanted to say good morning. Good morning, Louis. And we know it's not Louis. Right. I call him Louis sometimes, just, I don't know. <laughs> like our d- previous discussion with the, of the Joe Louis bar. Of exactly. Yeah. I was trying to be funny, but, you know, it's Mother's Day. And <laughs> I'm not funny. Sorry. But, uh, yes, good morning, Louis. That's, uh, thank you for listening. That's fantastic. Hey, listen, it was great having you. Go home. Enjoy your days with your families. Oh, we are. Right, Sue? Mm-hmm. We I can't are. Wait. If you are thinking of buying or selling, the Dan Gemma's team would love to help. And, yes, we work on Mother's Day, clearly. Here we are. Uh, so you can give us a call seven days a week, 519-566-5565, or find us online at danjemis.com. Ladies, happy Mother's Day to you. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. We will see you uh, all next Sunday, and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekends. Bye.